You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Yes, scientists are beginning to reach a consensus that the virus is airborne. The World Health Organization, there's a big story in the New York Times just now on this, and the World Health Organization needs to come out and make a, a decision on this fact. Uh, they've never wanted to use the term airborne. They never wanted to discuss the fact that the virus is, in fact, spreading via floating in the air. Uh, they've talked about how it could, it can, it can certainly sometimes happen. But <clears throat> as we've failed to do here in the United States, the World Health Organization has also really failed to accept the reality that this thing is so contagious precisely because it's airborne. And airborne means it's smaller particles and that they can live and float in the air. And this is particularly happening indoors where the air is still, where you don't open up and the wind doesn't blow it and break up the particles and so on and so forth, where elements don't wash them to the ground and so forth. So um, the reason uh, that so many people are catching it indoors is because it's airborne, because they breathe it out. And it floats, and you walk into it, and you breathe it. It is airborne. Now, <clears throat> what does that mean? Well, it means there's a big issue here coming up that should be, and I've seen some scientists on Twitter discussing it, but it needs to become the norm. We all need to talk about this now, which is the debate about the manufacture and disbursement of N95 masks. Now, I was on the forefront of people that was saying we should all wear masks because back at the very beginning of this virus, I did some research and I noticed, you know, the Asian people all do it. And I'm thinking why. And I looked into it and I noticed that even a piece of cotton from, say, a T-shirt that you would wrap around your face uh, is more effective than nothing not just in preventing you from spreading something from breathing out, although that's where it's much more effective than nothing, but also there's a partial screening out of elements from you breathing them in. Now, the smaller the particle, the less effective a piece of cotton is, and you need non-woven material, uh, polyethylene or some, I forget the exact word for the type of material that's most effective as, when non-woven and used as a mask to do a better job of screening out particles from getting in. But that's effective as well. Up to 50% effective, the studies have shown, in terms of breathing in even smaller particles. It depends on the size. Um, the problem is if the virus is truly airborne, it's likely aerosol-sized, which is the tiniest size and basically cotton and even the non-woven uh, fabric type masks that are simple masks that aren't respirator masks are, are not very effective in screening that out so here's the issue that happened okay when when they finally decided the cdc to reverse their uh, statement that you didn't need a mask the masks were silly um they decided to go with put a piece of cloth in front of your face. Uh, staple some material. Put a napkin up there and tape it to your cheekbones. <laughs> Just put something up there. They were really wishy-washy and pathetic in how they were telling us. what They didn't even use the word mask. They didn't want to use the word mask. 
And as I tried to explain to people I know back in that, in that time frame, it was, there were two reasons for that. The main reason was we had a tremendous shortage in PPE at that time. And they were, they were hoarding and preserving the N95 masks for the medical providers. And I resented it then, and I resent it 50 times more now, and I'll get into that in a bit. But that's what they were doing. They didn't want to use the word mask because they didn't want people to buy up the masks that were actually the good working masks because they knew that they were successful and valuable and important to medical providers, and they were prioritizing medical providers over you and I. The lives of others were suddenly more important than our lives because they were, you know, saving lives in the course of this virus. And uh, as an emergency precaution, of course, guess who got screwed? You and I, the average citizen. So they didn't want to use the word mask for that reason. Additionally, they didn't want to say mask because there is a scientific distinction between uh, the benefit of a mask for breathing out disease versus breathing in. Uh, and they're more successful in preventing you from spreading something that you have than they are from preventing you from getting it unless you have the right type of mask. So they didn't want to say mask like that was the benefit to you. They said hang a piece of cloth, and they were very careful in also saying you will prevent others from getting sick and that it's about you caring about others rather than yourself. And they, they characterized it that way precisely because they weren't willing to do and, and get made for everyone the type of mask that we could all rely on to truly benefit us, to protect us, which is, of course, everyone's number one priority. Before helping to spread disease to someone else, it is also to help themselves. When you walk out your door, you don't want to get sick. If you're healthy, why wear a mask? You're not going to stop spread of disease to others by wearing a mask because you don't have the disease. Now, the question of the asymptomatic cases makes you think, well, I might have it and not know it, so I should wear it anyway. But that's a real stretch, let's be honest. And that's why people aren't wearing masks because they don't buy that. The real reason to wear a mask is I don't want to catch this disease because I don't want to die. So I want to wear a mask to stop from catching this disease. And that would... Everybody would mask up in a heartbeat if they believed that were true, and if they understood that, they would do it. The problem is the only kind of mask the government or anyone else can tell you would do that or be at least 95% successful at doing that are the N95 respirator masks, and they don't have enough of them because they were ill-prepared for this. And by the way, they're very cheap. They're like 28 cents a mask, and by the way, they're disposable. I've noticed people search online for an N95 mask, like one. Good luck with that, because after a couple usage, you throw them away because they're no good after a couple usages. So they're disposable, they're very cheap, they're just little masks, but they're made in a way that works. And the important thing that works on breathing in aerosol particles. And so, yet I, I look online now and I see one outfit that's selling them to the regular public for 20 of them, 160 bucks. Okay, so this is disgusting. This is bilking. The rest of us have these masks that I was smart enough to get uh, a non-woven material mask for the people I love, but they aren't N95 respirator masks, but they're certainly more effective than regular surgical masks or cotton or, or the like that I see people wearing that I actually have a bunch of. I bought 100 cheesy little surgical masks that I'm going to go out and die wearing uh, because that's all I have. Then I have my regular mask that I bought that's non-woven that's better. 
but it's not the 95% better. It's not the respirator mask better. It's not the type of mask we should all be wearing. Now, the World Health Organization still hasn't come out and said this. This needs to become imperative. It should become something that they say tomorrow. It's an article in the New York Times now. So it'll, it'll, the pressure is going to mount on them. And certainly on the lame CDC here in the United States and, and the whole botched government process here in the United States. They're going to come out eventually here, acknowledge that this virus is airborne, and basically flat out state that if you're putting on a piece of cotton or cloth like they've been telling you to do for months, that ain't helping you against an airborne virus very much. I mean, you could be keeping out certain size particles of it, but the ones that are really floating in the air indoors that you could walk into while you're shopping or anything else, most of the mass people in this country are wearing currently aren't going to stop that. You're going to breathe it in and get it anyway, even wearing a mask. Okay. So if you really want to be safe and you really want to help Americans, you want everyone to live, and if li all lives matter and black lives matter and yellow lives matter and lives matter and we are equal and this is America and equality isn't just a word, it's a truism, then everyone should have a bunch of N95 masks and they should be wearing them. And if you told people that they need to wear a mask to protect them, and if you told them they need to wear a particular type of mask to protect them, they would wear them. And then the virus would stop because they would stop spreading it and they would stop getting it. It would actually work. But I mean, for some reason, these masks, like I said, are very cheap. We just didn't have enough of them made. We rejected a bunch of them that we wanted, that China wanted to sell us in the early stages. We don't have enough for the medical providers, and we're prioritizing the lives of medical providers over the average citizen. And I had this discussion months ago. Okay, if somebody saves, I don't know, let's just say 2,500 lives, which is probably way more than one person or doctor or anyone will ever save. But does that make that person's life because they save 2,500 others more valuable than mine? So you put a piece of cloth on my face because why? Because all you view me as as a conduit and you want to stop me from spreading it. So you're going to help me save lives if I get it by putting cloth over my face. But what if I'm healthy? You're not trying to save my life. You don't care if I get it. You just figure if everybody has the cloth on their faith, face, they won't spread it to anyone. So they won't be breathing it out. But what about the, when they opened up the restaurants and they said you could sit at your table and as long as you're six feet, you can take your mask off if you're six feet from others? Well, that was bullshit because it's aerosol. So what does that mean? It means you take your mask off, you breathe it out into the air. It's floating over six feet away or it's sitting right there. And the next couple that sits at your table and takes their mask off, they're breathing in your aerosol particles that are floating there indoors. So once you know it's airborne and it's able to hang in the air for long periods of time in very, very small particles, then you never take your mask off. Do you get it? Because the moment you do, you're breathing shit in. And guess what? You might as well take it off because when you leave it on, you're breathing shit in if you're not wearing an N95. So the point is, if you really want to protect people, what you do is you tell them, A, it's airborne, and B, we all should be wearing N95s at all times indoors and never taking them off. Except maybe to, and so, so you're not going to go sit in a restaurant, Right. You want to get in and out of stores and restaurants and anything to pick up food, to pick up items. You want to get in and out as fast as possible. And you want to be wearing an N95 the entire time. That's what you want. That's how you save yourself from getting this virus. 
You don't go sit indoors anywhere until this virus is gone or you have a vaccine. You know, because otherwise you're, you better be sitting there in an N95 and who the hell wants to go sit somewhere in a mask? You're not going to have a good time sitting somewhere in a mask. Now, if you're sitting with friends and family that you know don't have it, you don't have to have a mask on. And you don't have to social distance. Neither one. Get it? It's not that hard. So if you go to your parents' house or friend's house who you know they've been tested or they haven't been tested but they're not sick and you're, you're going to roll the dice and say they're not asymptomatic, they don't have it and don't know it, they're just all right, you can go and sit in their place one foot from them with no mask on and hang out and laugh and spit things up in the air and nobody will care because nobody's spreading any virus. Now, if you think someone might have it and they don't know it because they've been out a lot or whatever, okay. The, the sad fact of the matter is, since none of us have N95s and we're not going out with masks, N95s on all the time, theoretically, we could all have it and not know it. We could all have an asymptomatic version of it because even when we go out with our masks on, it's not the right kind of mask to stop from breathing in airborne virus. Look, I believe that America is equality. And my life matters every bit as much as a medical provider. I mean, I th you could argue, if you want to talk about what jobs are valued, right? You could argue that medical providers are performing a more valuable service, so their lives are or more valuable if you want to be an ass and talk about we'll kill other people. Remember, it used to be women and children first. <laughs> if a ship was going down, if a building was burning, even though the men back then had all the jobs, the men were the ones that actually provided services in, in, in significant ways to the economy and to the culture and so forth. But they didn't save their own lives first. They prioritized the helpless. Let's take care of and save the lives of women and children, those less able to fight the elements and, survey, and perhaps survive by their strength. You know, and, let, and let's uh, take care of the ones who, even though they don't in technically, theoretically, they're not providing the most value to society. We can't put dollar fingers, figures on them, on their lives. You know, their lives aren't calculated against one another for value, monetary value. No, we'll just say the, they're innocent and they're less, they have less strength. You know, they're smaller, they're more dainty, they're more vulnerable, so let's protect them. So it was women and children first. Well, now it's whatever is providing the most important big shot money position, whoever can pay for the most protection, whoever has connections first, whoever can buy life more than the next person, or whoever has a hotshot position, even if it's a nurse, whoever's in a line of work that is a position that we are going to prioritize first, like we've been doing for since 9-11. Troops, the troops, the troops. The troops are more valuable than me. That's what I've been told for, for you know, 20 years now. The first responders and the troops, their lives are all more valuable than mine. Even though many of them are high school dropouts and, you know, they, they drink and beat their women. and But they're, hey, they're... They're a troop, so they're more valuable than me. I think that's a horrible thing we've done here in America. We've started to label people, whether it be by their money and stratus, uh, status, stratus, stratosphere, or by their 
type of job, we've decided to, and it started on Facebook when you think about it, right? Who got the most posts liked? What kind of pictures were they traveling? The sense of competition and valuing people by likes and valuing, valuing them by friend counts. We have this sickness in America where we are prioritizing people by account of some sort, whether it's their type of job or how much they earn, how many friends, how many likes. And I believe all of that is crap. That's why I got off of Facebook. I didn't even get off of Facebook because of the evil that is Mark Zuckerberg. But, uh, I mean, that, that was part of the reasoning. When that was starting to go down, I thought, well... This isn't a safe place to be. But additionally, I don't like the the quote-unquote neighborhood that is created on Facebook is a very fake one of, uh, it devalues people. Uh, by valuing them based on superficial rankings and behaviors, it is really devaluing the most original, creative, and to me, most valuable people. The most valuable people to me aren't going to get the most likes. They're going to get just the opposite because they're unique and different. And the same thing, I feel the same way about jobs. Like I could make a very strong argument that just as valuable as the doctors and nurses and anyone saving lives with COVID-19 on the, on the forefront of this disease are the delivery drivers for Amazon or food delivery drivers. You know, or post office people, because they're bringing to us while we're staying home or while we're out of the, you know, out from away from the virus, they're bringing to us things we need to survive, you know? So they're performing. Or I could make a very good argument that somebody, I won't name any names, who works from home in their government job providing disability payments to people who are out of work during this nearly unprecedented time of unemployment and as well as a, a time of poor health in the country providing money to people who are unemployed or perhaps homesick um, because they're disabled. Uh, the person who does that for a living, hi, is performing an extremely valuable service right now during this time. But I don't even want to bother. I, could also, cause I can also make the argument that the unemployed person who's homesick providing nothing to society is a very valuable person right now because right now just like yesterday just like tomorrow they're a human being and they're entitled to the right to be alive and i'm not going to prioritize a doctor or a lawyer or anyone else or a delivery driver or anyone else over that unemployed human being who has a right to be alive and he has a right to go out and get his food and he has a right to go out and get gas if he wants gas in his car or to buy some shoes she has a right to do that if the stores are open, they have a right to go out and get their mail. They have a right to go out to their dumpster and put their garbage in the dumpster during this pandemic. And they shouldn't be breathing in airborne virus when they do it. So I don't give a shit about protecting the doctors and their PPE. Yes, they should have their PPE. But guess what? You and I should have our N95 masks and a bunch of them just as much as they should have their PPE. Because we're all performing the service of being human beings alive on this earth. And we have a right to it equally. Equality of the right to be alive. Don't you dare value a doctor more than me right now. And give him that mask that's going to save his life. And tell me to put a piece of cloth in front of my face. So that I breathe in this virus and die. No.
That's not okay. We've got to do better. Don't prioritize doctors with respect to getting these masks. Yes, they need their PPE, but everyone needs an N95. Everyone. Equally. Period. Yes, they're working up alongside of it more. I don't care. Their life is no more valuable than mine. Period. You don't know how many lives I'm going to save during the course of my life. If you let me die now of this virus, maybe I'd have saved 50 times more lives than this doctor that got the N95 is going to save from this virus because you got him his N95. It's the George Bailey, what your life would be like story. You can't tell the lives of each person out here. You can't say because the doctors are working against COVID-19, that means they're more valuable. That's in the now, maybe. But how about in the future? And the people that you let die from this virus because you didn't want to get them an N95 because you wanted it to go to the doctor, you don't know what you've prevented from happening because they're dead now. And the wonderful things they would have done, we'll never know. How dare you look into the lives of others and say they're less valuable than this person? You have no business making that call. And you never did. And this bit about put a piece of cloth in front of your face that the CDC told us back in the day. It was bullshit then. I knew it then. I called them out then. I couldn't get anyone to listen to me then. Is anyone listening now? New York Times now is publishing an article saying it's airborne. Scientists are agreeing. There's like 378 of them. And the who is going to have to make a decision. And I'm seeing scientists on Twitter saying we all should be wearing N95s. This is reality. Are we going to get our N95s or do we have to, oh, no, 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 that, that must be preserved for the medical providers. Oh, no, we'll just wear, we'll just wear a fucking hanky. I'll just, no, no, I don't need anything that actually saves my life. Let me put this in front of my face, go out and get the virus and die anyway. Yeah, that's okay. I'll die. I'll die so a doctor can live. It doesn't make any sense. You know, we all need to be protected from breathing in this airborne virus, Period. So, you know, why hasn't production of N95s been ramped up to a tenth degree, nth degree, 90 millionth degree? Why haven't we, why haven't we done this by now? How, you know, how long would it have taken? What, what are we producing? You know, why hasn't our federal government used that act to have other companies that could easily manufacture these masks, manufacture them and disseminate them to the public? We don't have a vaccine, but we have the next best thing. We have masks that when you wear them actually would work, not to protect them from you, but to protect you. We have masks that you could wear that would protect you. And if you just go out and put it on, you would actually be 95% certain you're not going to get the virus as long as you leave it on. So we should be wearing those. They're, they're not hard. They're not expensive. Everybody thinks, oh, well, are, they're made of gold, aren't they? Aren't they like steel plated and what do they have diamonds on? No. They're real cheap. They're real inexpensive and they're disposable. They're disposable. <laughs> we should all have a bunch of them. In fact, a good government would have shipped by now a case of 295 to every fucking address where anyone lived everywhere in this country. They'd be on top of this issue. They'd have manufactured them and they'd say, we have an airborne virus. Let's get this equipment out to every human life. 
and a good government, of course, would at the same time mandate the wearing of these masks. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just like all hands on deck, you know? It means A, require the wearing of masks, and B, give good masks to the people to wear that actually protect them from getting it for them. Don't expect everybody to be altruistic and put a little piece of cotton up in front of their face because they might have it and not know it. And so to save others, they'll be considerate. That's expecting too much out of people. People are selfish. Deal with people as they are, which is worthy human beings that have a right to live who also happen to be selfish. It's okay to be both those things. Just because you're selfish doesn't mean you deserve to die any more than just because you fall asleep in a drive-thru at a, at a Wendy's, you deserve to be shot twice in the back. <laughs> it's, this isn't rocket science. People deserve to live, and they can have some flaws. It's okay. The government should be protecting us because they should be smarter than the average Joe, understand the science and the facts. They have the ability to produce and mass distribute things like N95 masks. Why aren't they doing it? Why hasn't it been done by now? If we, you know, It's very possible that by November this will be happening. I'm predicting. I'm going on, on a limb here, and I'm going to say by November, masks will be mandatory and N95s will be available to the general public through some government-based productivity standard, means, place, warehouse, something. Um, but how many people are going to get the virus between now and then and die because our government didn't get around to making mass mandatory on a federal level and because our government didn't get around to mass producing and distributing the one type of mask that can actually save our lives? How many of us are going to be dead by then before this common sense, science-based, factual thing has happened? And it's simple. It can be done. Why aren't we doing it? I don't know. I love you. Yabba-da-boop-bop.